Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me is Mr. Joe McGranahan, and he's a spectacular co-host. He's doing a fabulous job, so we appreciate his help and hard work. And coming up here all the time and sitting within social distancing guidelines for me, uh, he. Uh, While I get the tape measure out here, I just want to double check this distance again. People have been asking him to wear a mask for years. <laughs> Yeah, but for an entirely different reason. <laughs> so, just kidding. <laughs> little joke there. Come on now. If we can't have a little fun during the pandemic, when can you laugh? You right. Know? All right. Uh, but uh, Rob Center's a fabulous producer, so he's always he's always been glad to be on the other side of the glass uh, when it comes to uh, all sorts of things. On the Market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Uh, you can email us at onthemarket.com marketwkok.com or text us at 70236. As we've been doing uh, since the pandemic hit central Pennsylvania, we're dedicating the first half hour of our program to talk to some of the people who are really making sure uh, that individuals, municipalities, the state, and uh, you and I are prepared, informed, uh, taken care of, and that necessary <laughs> services are happening. So we've talked to a wide range of individuals, some of the medicals, and uh, yesterday, of course, uh, Senator Gordon are back on the line. Uh, so today we're going to talk to... I, w- I should mention quickly, we had our first council meeting last night by Zoom in Shemokin Dam Borough. Oh, how did that go? It went very well. Nobody nobody Zoom-bombed us. Okay. So, but we had uh, we had one council, we had the council president in the council chamber in case anybody from the public came in. We had a member of the public online who wanted to join in the meeting, and we had uh, the overwhelming majority of our council and administrative people there. So it all worked out very well. Okay, and you got your agenda. Did you have non-COVID items on your agenda? Uh, we had a very limited agenda because we didn't want to tie up people for an extremely long period of time. We did what we needed to do. Our, our borough manager talked a little bit about mostly what we did is send out emails earlier in the day covering the subjects that uh, administrative stuff that we had to do that didn't require council action. Things that we might have discussed at a council meeting, you know, like whether or not we should do this or that. Uh, administratively, so it all worked out well, and we had a we had a, a very successful meeting, and it, Zoom worked very very well. All right, fabulous. Well, good, good. Well, that will be our first question. Then Jody Auker's on the line, Sunbury City Administrator, uh, just a, a great leader in the city, making sure that uh, trying to get the city uh, uh, progressing forward as it's been doing uh, for a couple of decades, a step forward every day. And she's turned that into the military march that she knew how to do. She's ex-military. So first of all, thank you for your service, uh, Jody. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And thanks for coming back to Sunbury and uh, making a home here and uh, making a second career out of being administrator. Uh, Give us a quick overview of what's happening in Sunbury as a result of the uh, coronavirus. 
Okay, well, um, you know, life as we know it has changed, and uh, we're just trying to keep up with the daily uh, evolution of the situation. So um, we're getting daily updates, of course, from the county, and then the city has taken some measures uh, to on our services and operations also to kind of mitigate any risk for exposures or transmissions um, as, as guidance from the governor's office and, and has come out. So um, basically our premise is that we are right now having uh, the fewest number of our employees having to leave their homes to do the work that has to be done, and, uh, critical work that has to be done that can't be deferred. So for our city offices at the municipal building, that means we've cut back our hours of employees actually being in the office to uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday, and our employees are alternating days, so we're limiting their exposure to each other, Um, but they're there to answer the mail, check the phone messages, check the email, and conduct whatever, take care of whatever business of the city needs to be done. Um, and then for things like public works, streets department, of course, all streets projects were put on hold with the uh, cessation of all construction projects and PennDOT. So um, we're just ensuring that those places where they had begun work, those locations are safe. Um, and then the public works department, a supervisor, again, is coming in every day, checking messages, uh, taking care of stuff that needs to be done. City services like... Um, there will be no more brush p- pickup right now. Uh, the brush pile won't have won't be accepting uh, drop-offs either, um, and we won't be giving away free mulch. That's just a, a little too much uh, public contact and not an essential task. But other essential things like picking up the trash from the city receptacles, of course, that's going to be ongoing. And um, they're also just making sure they'll do a sweep through town to see if there's any other issues that need to be addressed. Um, Um, Parks and Rec, uh, they are, of course, the recreation sites are closed for now. We just don't want people congregating there. The skate park, the playgrounds, the tennis courts, um, the Summer Youth and Community Center also closed to the public. But we have employees that are still doing some of the essential things that have to be done every spring. Um, and again, they're, they're checking for messages and things. And again, just focusing on that, those critical tasks to not only protect us from exposure to general public, but also with each other and employees. Um, it's very important to us that our employees remain uh, safe and healthy as well. Um, and then the police department, uh, they have officers, their officers are on 12-hour shift to ensure that the full force is available for any emergency response. For non-emergency calls, uh, the officers are addressing them by phone, if at all possible. So, again, limiting their um, exposure to the public, keeping that social distance. Um, and also, they have infection control protocols already in place for handling uh, prisoners who might be infected. And um, we had these in place before the pandemic. So we're just following the standard protocols for cleaning equipment and the cars and everything. Um, what else can I tell you? So... The chief hair did suspend ticketing for metered parking and municipal parking lot violations only. They will be still enforcing other parking regulations, but you know we just kind of give people a break with so many people staying at home. Parking is sometimes a challenge, and so we just didn't want to add to the stress of that. 
and um, and of course, reminder that 911 is for emergencies only, and any non-emergency uh, issues, they should call the uh, the non-emergency phone number, which is five seven zero nine eight eight four five three nine. I think that's it in a nutshell. What's going on with the city services and operations? Hello? Hello. Oh, there we go. Mark had the, the master volume down. Um, I'm curious. Yeah, well, that's all right. This is one of those days we're trying to coordinate everything. Jody, um, I know you closed down. Did you down. hear all that? Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we heard you. We loud. heard you saying, hello, hello. I'm just trying to get Joe off the air as much as possible. But, uh, you know, I understand closing down your, your recreational sites, but what about your parks? For example, if uh, people want to take a stroll through Merle Phillips Park and sit on the steps of the amphitheater and look at the river if they're on their own, are they allowed to do that? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for asking that. I, I meant to mention that. the um, Yeah, the parks are open. People are free to walk about um, and then encouraged to get out and get some fresh air and, and beautiful day like today and the last couple of days that we've had. Um, we just ask that people keep that social distance, uh, not be gathering into groups, and um, and enjoy. There is no limit to that. Will the police be enforcing social distancing? I know that there's some question about how aggressive any municipality or even the state police want to be with that. Obviously, a large group of people playing basketball or having a party, but if a couple of people are having a picnic and they appear to be family-related, is that an issue? No, that's not an issue. So um, you're right. You're right spot on there with uh, we have had the police have um, broken up a pickup game of basketball, or uh, a porch party, um, but really, what the, the point is that they're just going to approach, they're going to educate, and they're going to advise people to comply, and it just doesn't have to get any more aggressive than that. Tell me, um, how was council meeting? Did you tell us that? Um, no, not yet. So I am feverishly working on uh, making sure we have a. Uh, I'm comfortable with this freeconferencecall.com platform done a couple of test runs for the um, for that format with just a couple of people and educating uh, everyone on the council and who's going to be on the meeting how to how to how to interface that way but we do plan on having our regularly scheduled uh, council meeting on Monday April 13th but we're going to have it at 9:30 a.m. and it's going to be by teleconference as I mentioned freeconferencecall.com We'll be publishing the access information on our Facebook and on our, which is our official, the official Facebook page is the City of Sunbury, PA. And then our website is www.sunburypa.org. And so we'll have all the information you need there in order to, to get connected. And then we'll also run an ad in the paper to make sure the word gets out there. Because we don't want to limit... Uh, public abil- the public's ability and accessibility to the elected officials and our and our council processes. How will the we pub- do have business that still needs to get done. Jody, how will the public participate? So they'll be able to participate either just by phone or they can uh, join the meeting online. If they join the meeting online, um, I'll be sharing a screen so they'll get a video of a PowerPoint slides that kind of take them through the agenda so they'll be able to see and hear what the council is talking about. So what what you're doing is a little different than Zoom then, right? 
Yeah, um, I kind of shied away. I know some, some. there's a lot of use of Zoom. I kind of shied away from it with the Zoom bombing issues. Um, and I and I checked out some other things. And so this, this particular site, freeconferencecall.com, is what I settled on. So um, the situation is fluid. So we're going to see how it works this time on Monday. And, you know, hopefully... It'll go well, and we can continue on that platform. Well, I can tell you, we um, I know you were thinking about participating in one of our tests with uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Zoom. Uh, we used it last night in Shemokin Dam, and it worked very well. And fortunately, nobody bombed us. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> well, and uh, it's, it's the advertising of the link that leads to that. You know, if it's just you having a meeting with someone else privately, that doesn't seem to be a dilemma. But it, when you advertise the link to the world so that the public can participate, that's seems to do that uh, how are you how and and you do get people at your meeting so you can have an audience of 30 or more people at a council meeting because you have a, a dozens of really super interested students that are helping to monitor and uh, guide and uh, occasionally <laughs> remark on what, what the council's doing so uh, you know you you want to nurture that as much as possible well, I understand you're, you're lucky in that regard I understand they haven't completely waived the requirement yet that's the Senate bill that you can do the entire meeting by um, by um, conference. What you conference. We were told we had to have somebody physically in the borough council chamber in order to accept any public input from somebody who would come through the door at the advertised time. I mean, our meeting was advertised. Now, if we advertise it differently, and I assume since you're moving to the day, you advertise that or may advertise that change. Correct. Yeah, we will have that in the paper um, to change that time. All right, we'll, and the format. All right, we'll, we'll help spread the word when the time comes. Uh, how are you helping people with unmet needs? Are you still getting calls from somebody that says, you know, there's this dilemma or that problem or this opportunity? Uh, these kinds of calls still come in to you? Um, our office hasn't been getting a whole lot of those. Um, there's a contact us form on the website, and there's, of course, the email, sunbury1 at ptd.net that anybody can contact us through and um, I have not been getting a whole lot of contact about unmet needs. Okay. There's been suggestions or questions about the enforcement of the stay at home or questions about the, if the life-sustaining and non-life-sustaining businesses, things like that, that we just had to sort through. But, but other than that, I haven't gotten a whole lot of calls of um, there are unmet needs. I think the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way is doing a phenomenal job. Um, of course, their number to get help uh, is 211, and, or you can text your zip code to 898-211. And so they have people that just know a, a broad range of resources, and you can get connected with somebody that, that then can refer you to the help that you need. And and hopefully get covered for things like rent and food and those life essentials. Um, there are the school and, and the Milton YMCA have been um, providing meals for children, mm -hmm. and those meals are being distributed at uh, three different locations in Sunbury um, and then also a couple locations in, in Northumberland. So in, in Sunbury, it's the... Uh, high school parking lot, the America's parking lot, and um, also out at the Sunbury Ice Rink or the Youth and Community Center uh, parking lot. And I believe they distribute the meals between 11 a.m. and 12.30 uh, 
every day. Um, I think I might have heard that they are going to cut back the number of days, just again, to cut back the number of exposures to people. Um, right, that, and, and so, we have that scheduled at WKOK.com. The changes take effect start tomorrow. Great. Okay. So we do have and that up there. As far as small businesses goes, I'd just like to encourage people to, you know, take, get that takeout uh, meal, if you can, from your local restaurant, support your local businesses um, as much as you can. And then for them, for support, uh, you know, there's lots of, of programs that have come down from the CARES Act and it's a lot to sort through, but places like the Bucknell Small Business Development uh, Group and the and DCED, CEDACOG, those are all on their websites providing lots of links and lots of information. And also, I want to encourage people to go to their uh, legislators' um, websites, um, Representative Linda Schlegel-Culver, Senator Gordner, Congressman Keller, uh, they all again have lots and lots of resources and information and links that they can that uh, can lead somebody to the specific program and help that they they need. All right. Well, thank you for that. Now, as you look to the state legislature or Washington D.C., uh, uh, sort of a double question: Is there any funding that will help Sunbury during this time from the state or federal government? And uh, is there any pending legislation at either level that could help Sunbury? Um, I think that um, the CARES Act has, done, has gone a long way, and I think that that's for the short term, but what is the longer term picture going to look like? And I think that that's the, the direction we have to turn our focus now. Um, we need to meet these immediate needs so that people can, can pay their rent so that small businesses can stay afloat. But then what are the longer-term um, plans and programs that are going to help us through an economic recovery? Uh, and I don't think it's too early to position ourselves for the economic recovery because it's going to come. Um, so we just need to have uh, our eyes and ears open for um, anticipating what that recovery might look like and how we can best position ourselves to, to, to be a participant in that and take advantage of that. Are you aware of any Sunbury businesses that might not survive uh, this pandemic? I have not been aware, made aware of any specific business that is saying that they're not going to survive. And um, I, I hope that they can could reach out to me or to the to the city and let us know if that's what they're facing, so that we can maybe help them find the resources. Um, but I, I have not been made aware of any at all. Obviously, Sunbury suffered a serious blow when UPMC walked away from the Sunbury Community Hospital. Have you have you heard of any specific plans? I know there were some people that were walking through there the other week. Have you heard anything about that possibly being reopened in some capacity during this pandemic? So that's that's a good question. I did get early on, you know, concerned citizens. It started with concerned citizens about just, you know, can we just reopen the the hospital? Um, and the short answer to that is no. It's not a matter of just reopening the doors. It's empty. There are no beds. There are no equipment. There is no staff. The people that came to look at it um, last week, I believe it was, were I think representatives from the, maybe the National Guard and Pennsylvania Emergency Management Agency. And so their purpose is to be planning for the next level of response. And in that capacity, yes, that building would be a great building of opportunity 
for some organization like a military uh, unit to move into bringing their own equipment and beds and staff to open up some some capacity, um, whether it's to take care of non-COVID patients or to take care of uh, recovering non-critical COVID patients. I don't know, but those are the that's the planning at, up at a level that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> but I think the right people, the people that are doing that planning, are aware of that are aware of that opportunity and have looked at it as being considered. So they don't they don't inform me that they're going to do it or not do it. Um, but I I am confident that the people that are making those plans are are giving consideration to that. Well, thank you for the update. Is there anything important for citizens that we didn't ask you? Any other uh, remark? I think we've been pretty comprehensive in your remarks and our couple questions. No, I just want um, I want people to know that your city government uh, is here to support you and to advocate for you, and we're doing the best we can to respond to, like I said, respond to it as the situation evolves. We're also working with your state legislators, with Representative Culver, with Senator Gordner and Congressman Keller. Um, we're, we're communicating. I'm getting a briefing or, or on a teleconference with um, Kendra Ocker at the Evangelical Hospital to kind of just have a, an awareness of the of this medical situation. And if we all work together, let's follow those guidelines. Let's keep this stay at home. You know, keep adhere to the stay at home guidelines, and and flatten this curve so that we can get through this and and not overwhelm our hospital systems and also protect our vulnerable population, our friends and our family. All right. Well, thank you so thank much, you, Jody. For the update. Do keep in touch. You have any updates? You let us know. You have an open mic here anytime to announce important topics to the public. Thank you, Jody. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you so much. Take and care, Jody Auker, Sunbury City Administrator. Uh, the city hall offices, as she mentioned, not open, but they're responding to telephone calls and making sure that uh, citizens' needs are met. And they are going to have a council meeting on April 13th uh, via freeteleconference.com. So we'll have the details out on that uh, later. Uh, we'll be back shortly with a uh, quickie segment of On the Mark. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, take an ultra-speedy dialer to get through. One of our texters from yesterday said, Hey, Joe, what's your spin on the Navy captain being relieved, fired, for looking out for his uh, soldiers? I think you mean sailors, right? Shameful. Um, you know, that that is a tough one. He obviously violated the apparently the chain of command by Crozier, sending Captain sending the Crozier. letter right sending the letter to people outside the military chain of command yet you can't fault the guy for wanting to make sure his people were taken care of that's after all what a commanding officer is for i might have censured him or i might have put a note in his record but i sure as heck wouldn't have fired him well president trump is uh, well he monitor- came down on him pretty hard well now he's monitoring it and he's changed his tune a little bit oh yeah saying that he was just having a uh, bad day and uh, uh, talked about the fact that uh, n- no reinstatement or anything like that, but that the case is now under review. So I, I doubt that he would be... Um, What's that mean? A lot of people were blowing back in the administration and he doesn't want to... <laughs> uh, I don't think that president was the fully heat. informed on what happened and, and why the captain was so irritated. I mean, that seems to be part of what's coming out is why the captain felt that the, that email was uh, so important. Uh, CBS says President Trump... And the United States Naval Navy ship Comfort docked in New York. Oh, never mind. That's the wrong. Yeah, ship I was going to say, what story are you reading? Well, there? <laughs> yeah, they're talking about putting coronavirus patients right. on there, which they're now doing. Uh, so let me see if I can find this. But in any event, uh, yeah, Navy, na- yeah, acting U.S. Navy Secretary Thomas Moodley apologized Monday for criticizing the ousted captain of the aircraft carrier dealing with the corona outbreak, uh, coronavirus outbreak. Moodley was recorded calling Captain Brett. Crozier, naive and stupid for his handling of a memo in which he pleaded for the ship. Quote, I want to apologize to the Navy for my recent comments to the crew of the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Let me be clear, I do not think Captain Brett Crozier is naive or stupid. I think and always believed him to be the opposite, Moodley said in a statement. Then why did he say it in the first place? Because uh, he didn't know he was being recorded. Right. You know, he's not sorry he said it. He's sorry he got caught. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me find President Trump's wrong. Oh, it's not in this story. Well, he, he re, uh, well, not when I saw him, if he's backtracking now, that's news to me, but I saw him come down rather hard on him for primarily, oh, which go. he did do, violating the chain of command. Last paragraph, Moodley's comment came just hours after President Trump he said he would get involved in the dispute, though he said he had not read Moodley's exact comments. He emphasized repeatedly that the letter should not have been sent. Mr. Trump added that with all of that said, his career prior to that was very good, so I'm going to get involved and see exactly what's going on here because they don't want to destroy somebody for having a bad day. Well, even so, he was looking out for his sailors, and that's what he's supposed to be doing. I mean, I can't imagine that that isn't part of the job description. Well, and he had claimed that he had sent out emails to his upper ups in the past, but nothing was happening, and they were getting sicker. And that's on them, then, not him. All right. Well, we are going to enjoy open phones, so we're going to hear some water when we return. we got news headlines coming up, too. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. And welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We now have open phones. Call us immediately if you have an opinion about what you've heard so far. We talked about Sunbury. Uh, Jody Auker taking fabulous care of things in the city, so uh, we appreciate her checking in today. We're going to continue to try to schedule an interview in the morning to make sure that we have an opportunity to keep you informed about what's happening around here, and then we'll try to keep the 9 a.m. hour opened up so that you have an opportunity to call in. Uh, in that number to do so, if you're ready, 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. I counted them up. We got a dozen text connect messages out last month about schools letting out, of sports canceling, and as the COVID uh, pandemic really spread over our area, there were a lot of text connect messages about important things you needed to know. So please sign up at WKOK.com. It's right on the Connect With Us tab where you can see our Twitter and Facebook and uh, the Text Connect opportunity is there. So please uh, sign up for those. So on the mark, sponsor for the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, you can still check them out at sunburymotors.com. The quick lane is open. Uh, body shop, alignment shop, and the big truck shop is also open. So they would just love to uh, see you at the Sunbury Motor Company at those facilities to get your vehicle worked on. Pennsylvania's approaching 13,000 positive test cases of COVID-19, but only a slight uptick in Valley numbers, fortunately. In their daily update, State Department of Health said there were 1,470 new cases in Pennsylvania. Montour County up to 33 cases. Northumberland County now 15. There were no increases in Snyder or Union Counties. Snyder County has eight cases and one death. Union County has six. In surrounding areas, Columbia County has 26 cases. Schuylkill County has 103 cases. Evangelical Community Hospital expanding its COVID-19 related exam tenting operations at the facility. Now they're out by the ambulance bay. This time they're planning for a potential patient surge and they say new tents are being installed and will help manage the times when the current COVID-19 emergency department exam area is at capacity. The exam areas, as I mentioned, at the hospital bay or ambulance bay. In addition, Evangelical has also canceled elective surgeries and procedures through next week. They're operating on a week-by-week basis there. As for the big construction project... Quandle, the hospital's construction partner, has developed site-specific guidelines that include screening for illness, installation of hand-washing and hand-sanitizing stations, as well as assignment of work areas and floors by designated trade and shift. Evangelical Community Hospital President and CEO Kendra Auker uh, said that the workers have restarted, but uh, the site is being cleaned daily by an independent contractor. Uh, there are far fewer workers, about half the number that used to be on the site in the past, and they are uh, make following hand sanitation and masking protocols that you would see on the greater hospital campus. Too many people not following Governor Wolf's stay-at-home order led to the closure of Centralia's famous graffiti highway. Now it's being covered covered over the Pagnotti Enterprises owner of the facility, covering it all with dirt after a weekend where there were hundreds of people at the site. Reports say the highway's owners grew weary about thefts of anything that wasn't uh, tied down. A nearby cemetery now being vandalized and other troublesome activity on the graffiti highway. A uh, State Department of Labor and Industry says thanks to COVID-19, jobless numbers are way up. 
Labor and Industries Secretary Jerry Oleksiak says the department continues to beef up its unemployment compensation processing operations. For example, this past weekend we began testing an artificial intelligence system uh, named Watson that became famous when it was first uh, used in uh, Jeopardy back in 2011. It's being trained to answer frequently asked questions that many Pennsylvanians are sending our way. Oleksiak says the department is also adding staff to help process the increased number of unemployment compensation claims. While the department has received more than a million claims since mid-March, in the three weeks prior to that, it received a total of 40,000 claims. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Those are the news headlines here on WKOK. Call us up 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Yesterday, when Than called the program, he said he wasn't going to make things or things shouldn't be political. Then he got political, uh, in my opinion. But here's a, here's a story. This shows AP's bias. A celebrity doctor, Drew Pinsky, is acknowledging he got it wrong in comments that minimized the coronavirus threat. Dr. Drew, as Pinsky is known, apologized in a video he posted over the weekend. He isn't the only prominent person having to face down their past comments about the coronavirus. Thanks to online mashups posted online, President Donald Trump, Fox News hosts like Sean Hannity and Jeannie Pirro, and others have also had their words about COVID-19 electronically thrown back in their faces. Some montages were put together by news organizations like the Washington Post. Comedy Central has also done one featuring Trump and conservative commenters, commentators rather, with often contradictory comments about the coronavirus. They have gotten millions of views. Just to balance the scale, Jesse Waters over the weekend in Waters World pointed out some hypocrisy on the other side, which the AP isn't bothering to mention. So do we have that? Keeping score, that's the subject of tonight's Waters Words, I've had enough of the media pointing fingers at Fox. I've had enough of the media acting like they saw the virus coming. And I've had enough of Democrats blaming Trump instead of China. They're not going to rewrite history on my watch. Liars and hypocrites are going to get called out. Let's start with MSNBC. Everybody saw this coming. Everybody saw this coming in early January. Who's everybody? It wasn't Morning Joe. You know how many segments Morning Joe did on coronavirus in January? One. And this is what their guest said. Americans do not need to panic. We don't need to be overly concerned yet in the United States about the novel coronavirus. We do need to keep our eyes open for the seasonal flu. So if everybody saw this coming in January, how did Morning Joe book the one guest who didn't? Impossible, right? Now here's what I said in January on The Five. We covered the virus three days straight. China has been lying about this thing. They've had it over there for a year, Mm. and they haven't told anybody about it, and there's been undocumented deaths, a thousand undiagnosed people, and they've now, I guess, quarantined this one city, but people have already escaped the quarantine, and they have no idea where they're going. I think the Trump administration has a decision to make. I think out of the abundance of caution, maybe you slap the ban on now. I'm not afraid of this coronavirus at all. And I think other people, they have the right to be scared. That's their business. If they don't have a hold on this thing, you slap the travel ban on China both ways. That's right. I called for a full travel ban against China in January. And I called out China for lying about the virus. What was the media saying about Trump's ban? Politico said the travel ban could backfire. Coronavirus quarantine, travel ban could backfire, experts fear. 
In New York Times, they said it was still safe to travel to China. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, pretty ridiculous. Here's what Bernie and Biden said about Trump's travel ban. A move all scientists now say saved millions of lives. If you had to, would you close down the borders? No. Isn't it interesting that a president who has been demagoguing and demonizing immigrants, the first thing that he could think about is closing down of the, the border. This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria, xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to, uh, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science. So they were dead wrong, but now they want to claim Trump didn't act quickly enough. We're not going to let him get away with that. In fact, the press asked the top two scientists on the task force if the federal government acted slowly. When you looked at the China data originally, you start thinking of this more like SARS than you do this kind of global pandemic. So I think the medical community made, interpreted the Chinese data as that this was serious but smaller than anyone expected because I think probably we were missing a significant amount of the data. In a perfect world, it would have been nice to know what was going on there. We didn't, but I believe, Jim, that we, we acted very, very early in that. So the lead American virus experts said America acted very, very early and could have acted even earlier, but China lied to us. But Nancy Pelosi, she's running around saying Trump's fiddling cost lives. What did he know? When did he know it? That's for an after action review. But as the president fiddles, people are dying and we have to we just have to take every precaution it's another cheap lie from nancy when trump threw down his china travel ban nancy was pushing a bill in the house to prevent trump from throwing down travel bans what did nancy know apparently not a whole lot here she is just over a month ago you should come to chinatown we think it's very safe to be in chinatown and hope that others will come it's lovely here, the food is delicious, the shops are prospering, the parade was great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesse, so, Jesse Waters. Right? I mean, there are people, I mean, here's what, what bothers me. I, I can understand everybody being upset that people missed it, but everybody missed it. You know, to blame President Trump for this is absolutely ridiculous. It's like saying, uh, some of my friends who are big Joe Biden supporters, here's a man who would act presidential. Yes, Joe Biden would have seen immediately that we needed to close down the borders. <laughs> we we needed to have a $2 billion stimulus okay. package. Well, then let's do this. Let's skip January. Let's, let's say January's a wash. Everybody was at fault. Through all of March, the president was still in denial until we got to the 20th. And they said, oh, wait, people are dying left and right. We're going to get to... And, but you missed what... And Dr. Fauci says hundreds... That's when Dr. Fauci said there'll be hundreds of thousands of deaths right. in the U.S. And Dr. Fauci said, if you heard him on there, he, unfortunately, they, they were identified on the TV portion of this, but you couldn't but always tell. The, yeah. It was Dr. Blakes, or Bricks and uh, Dr. Fauci who were commenting, both of whom said we acted very the, very early in this, that we didn't drag our feet the way the some of the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi are saying. And I love Bernie Sanders. Would he close the border? No. And isn't it interesting, and our friend 
um, our friend Chris always says nobody in the leadership said anything bad about closing the borders. Well, there was Bernie and Joe Biden, both in effect saying the first thing President President's Trump wants to do is, right, is close down the borders. But the point is that everybody has missed something in this. I think the president's missed things. Certainly the Democratic leadership has missed them. We haven't had a pandemic in this country in 102 years. I love the uh, mashups of Fox News changing their mind. It's March, March 14th. This is an opportunity to try to impeach the president again by being right. critical of his steps the next day. This pandemic is a worldwide health emergency. We've all got to act. It's like literally they pivoted in one day. Oh, I know, and, and they're not alone. I mean, the Washington Post has done the same thing. If The, they? the uh, Waters goes on a little bit talking about how the media has handled this. Uh, we don't, you know, maybe we can get back to that. But he talks about the Washington Post and their articles and how one minute they were saying this is nothing to worry about, and later on it suddenly it's become a disaster. You know, so either it is or it isn't. But, I mean, the bottom line here is this is not or should not be political. Both sides should cut I hate to say cut the crap out, but they should cut the crap out and mm-hmm. focus on helping the American people get through what? this. Focus on the future? No, yes. no. Not if, if somebody's made a mistake. All right. Well, we uh, have a text that relates to the captain that was in hot water, Read sailing that. in hot water. Uh, one other individual talking about. Uh, and we have their, a call coming in experience. and one on hold, and we'll get to those. And we got uh, an old text. Oh, we did read that. Okay. Right. So this is the perfect time for us to step away. Please call us now, 1 800 795. 59565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Two callers waiting. Uh, Bobby, thanks for standing by. You are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Um, uh, good morning, everyone. I want to compliment Sunbury Broadcasting and WKOK for all the coverage of everything. And, uh, you know, it's, and, you know, I, you know, being part of the media, I know it's not easy to do what you're doing. Also, um, because I live up here on the Hill section, of course, my mother was a nurse for so many years at Sunbury Community Hospital. During the 72 flood, uh, the uh, town was evacuated and everything was up here. So um, uh, basic operation 
of not only the hospital, but uh, of, uh, in fact, I was on a sandbag crew, and like the fire company and that, so like to have the military and, and you know, like the city administrator said, you know, to offer, you know, the use of the uh, facilities, that's an excellent idea, because this location up here has been used, I'm going to say, more than once for any type of uh, catastrophe or any type of, uh, um, you know, ma- uh, I'm going to say major uh, I'm going to say major weather problems, major this, major that. So that's a plus for Sunbury. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very thank much. You. Yeah, good comments. Yeah, we have uh, quite a history of dealing with emergencies in Sunbury, and you remember them vividly. So thank you. Appreciate that. Alan, thank you so much for calling WKOK's live telephone talk show. For the first time in your life, you are on the mark. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and I also say I enjoy your show and, and everything you guys are doing to try to keep this going. And uh, one of the things that I've been watching these, I, I have actually been watching this COVID virus since it first came out, and I just glued to the TV and, and just can't hardly believe it's happening. But one of the things that it's really coming together now that it's peaking out, I'm watching all these these health providers and medical people and personnel that are risking their own lives to save these people. They are running out of ventilators and watching people die every every day. And it's just so horrific. And all the responders that are involved with trying to keep a handle on this. And uh, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, one of the, you know, one of the uh, one of the greatest things that we could do for these people would be to start raising our American flags in order to show our appreciation for everything that they are doing uh, in this and and risking their lives to do it and the running out of gowns and everything to, to try to fight this battle. So anyway, that's all I wanted to say. You want people to fly their American flag in front of their home? Yeah, I think everyone, if everyone was to fly their their flags... Uh, really in appreciation to those who have risked their lives or lost their lives in trying to, to help these people and all the other responders and the people that are involved at the front line where this is one of the most deadliest viruses we've seen for a very long time and that it would it would really probably I think they could really use some moral support right now because they are you watch them on TV they're exhausted they can't they, they work 12 hour shifts they're seeing so much horrific things right now. But, yeah, it's a very sad situation. All right. Well, signs of unity and some great pastimes. You know, we see folks online looking for a. Uh, they're they're looking around for a, uh, rainbows that are painted around their neighborhoods and stuffed bears that are in the window. Window, but fly your flag. You don't even have to get out of your car to find it. It's and some people are putting up Christmas lights. So. Yeah, we kind of we kind yeah. of got away yeah. from that a little bit. All right, thank you so much, Alan. Thanks for uh, being you, and thanks for calling in today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, do, 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 do appreciate that. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, Dale, you would be next in line. I'm sure the world of cheese is melting fast, so bring us up to date. Go right ahead. I'm mad because I can't drink my coffee because I mean they got me so scared. I'm under the couch. I can't tip my head back. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, well, right now is a good time to uh, understand that you know there's two different sets of laws in this country, and they're being exercised right now. We got the jour laws, which uh, our governments and rich corporations are enjoying, where they can stay open and you know live life freely. 
then you got de facto government, which you're enforcing on everybody. So I just want to say, you know, there's no way that our military will ever stick up for our people anymore. It seems like the corporations have our military in their pockets. And I just want to say, you know, the seasonal numbers of the flu, that's ain't even close. So CDC should be celebrating because this is the lowest death it has been in the last eight years. If you go back and look at the records, well, I can find them. But I'm pretty sure nobody else is going to be able to find them because they're... <laughs> The information is being distorted. So I just want to say that our numbers are down 7,000 deaths this year. For so we should be happy that we don't have as many flu deaths, although flu is still present around here, which is yeah, kind of Yeah, so like I said, they ripped the, the label off Coke and put Pepsi on it. Then they're testing people and uh, say, you have Pepsi in your butt. Oh, so, that's bad. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. when people fall and break their hips and they die, then they test them and they say, oh, they had corona. So they'll list them as they died of corona. So, I mean, you got to be careful with the information you're getting. Our, our, trust me, our media is corporate-driven. They are not people-driven. They, they are corporate sponsors. I hate to tell you, Dale, but it isn't that hard to find the information you said no one else could find. I just <laughs> okay. found it. Well, well okay, <laughs> go look at the last eight years and look at the seasonal flu deaths. The deaths, look at our deaths. they anticipate so, the I deaths. This was just a withdrawal. This they, was just all about money. They anticipate the, Dale, they anticipate the deaths this year from the regular flu in the United States to be between 24,000 and 63,000 deaths. They expect 400,000 to 730,000 flu hospitalizations, 18 million to 26 million flu medical visits, and 39 million to 59 million or 55 million flu illnesses. Those right. are CDC estimates, by the way. All right. And, of course, we have, what, 10,000 deaths in the U.S. because of right the coronavirus. Now, right. so. no, no, be transparent here. Where's the graph for people dying the seasonal flu and then the other graph of the people dying of coronavirus? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. well, you take the I'm numbers sorry. from the one and, tr and look at the numbers from the other, and you have your answer, Dale. It's not rocket science. what's going on. Our younger kids have more idea what's going on than it is. Our younger kids are fearless, and they understand that this is all fake. I mean, all right. They're pretty smart. All right. I'm sorry. It's all fake. I have said that for years. Well, the world of cheese is sucking us up. If you... If you uh, if you need to know what's going on in the world, ask your teenager while they still know right. everything. <laughs> Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, this uh, coronavirus thing show is showing us just how bad our health care system really is and why we should not have a for-profit health care system. How so, Tom? They have many of the insurance companies. So? Well, many, many of the insurance companies have waived uh, costs for people, co-pays, and things like that. Uh huh. So I mean, why? Why? Tell me. Tell me, Tom. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. I will tell you. That, number one, the government said they will pay for the test. They will pay for the t a coronavirus test, but if you have it, they're not going to pay the hospital bill. Okay. That, that's a number two. You have all these people out of work right now. I don't know. You've got millions of people out of work right now, and they may not go back for, uh, you know, I don't know how long it's going to be. It could be months and months and months and months and months. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to lose your health insurance unless they have money to buy to pay for COBRA. And who has money to pay for COBRA? Hardly anybody. 
and these people are all going to lose their health insurance. Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions are all going to lose their health insurance, and now that and then that creates a really big problem. So if the, if the government hadn't been shut down, system is no good. if the government hadn't shut down people's employment, then those millions and millions and millions and millions of people you just talked about would have health insurance. You forgot a million. Oh, millions. Well, what do you want them to do? Do you want, to, you want them to keep the, gov- the government open and spread this around and kill millions of more people? Well, what, what's more important? I'm, that's what I'm asking you, the fact that, you know, well, there wait, may be the, some the bills. The way you're talking, it sounds to you like the... Like the uh, a lot of people dying is okay if we no, have to save that's the not what I'm saying. That not, that's, not, that's not what I'm saying, and you're not listening well, to it me. That is what you're saying. It is not. What I'm saying is that if I had to make a choice between having a bill to pay and being alive, I would choose being alive, and I'll pay the okay, bill somehow. Okay, that's what we're doing, and, and right. this is causing a lot of people. So what should we do, Tom? Millions of people to lose their health insurance. So what? So what should we do? Because they cannot afford COBRA. What should we do? Government should pick up the cost for everything, right? Yes. All right, then what you what do you what do you, what do you think people should do when they when they get sick and they don't have no health insurance anymore? What do you think they should do? What Take. have they done historically in this country? We have had the same system for a long time. People get the care they need. I mean, sometimes it's a charity so case. So everybody's going to go to the emergency room. So you're going to you're going to send uh, nobody's going to the emergency you're room gonna now. You're going to send 100 million people into the emergency room because they don't have insurance. They're telling people not to go to the emergency room. They're telling them to go check online and call places and find out what kind of care they need. I think so, so everybody's going to get. So everybody that's going to lose their insurance is going to go online and they're going to get all going to get all free health care. Well, that, that's me. that's what you're saying. This should be should no, be that's happening. What you're saying you're trying to get out of this. No, you I'm know not. I'm right. All these people are going to lose their insurance because oh. you cannot. Uh, that cobra is expensive. I mean, that might cost you. That might cost you a couple thousand dollars, a thousand, or a couple thousand dollars a month, depending on how many people in your family, and nobody can afford it. I'm not arguing so that point with you. All people are going to lose their insurance. Well, you know, you're hanging a lot of crepe that I don't know should be hung at this point. I've heard a lot of people well, talk. The government. You lose your job. You you go you, you, you the uh, company gives you a letter that if you well, want to keep your insurance, you're entitled to keep your insurance under Cobra and pay for it yourself. That's a fact. Well, Tom, your left-leaning pals in Washington allocated millions of dollars for things like the Kennedy Center and money that could go to helping these people you're talking about, and yet they've spent it on boondoggles. Well, you're changing. Now you're changing the subject. No, we're I'm telling you that you're talking about we're money. Talking about, we're, ta- we're talking about private health care. No, we're talking we're, about uh, costs. We're, we're talking about, about costs money, for health care. Uh, for private health care system versus a Medicare for All system where you wouldn't have this problem. Everybody would have insurance. Would you agree that Everybody 25... Everybody would have it. You wouldn't have to have this problem. Would you agree that $25 million for the Kennedy Center could be better spent helping those people who are sick? And yet your Democratic pals are the ones who put that in. Joe, that's a drop in the bucket compared to what we're talking about, and you're changing the subject again. No, Do I'm just saying... The subject. I'm saying let's the be subject, consistent. Let's be consistent. The subject is people are losing their health care because they lose their job and they cannot afford COBRA. That's the subject. The subject is not the Kennedy Center. But let me put it to you this way. Don't you think, after we've enacted one giant stimulus bill that had all these this gravy in it, that if we come down the wire and we found that, find that people are about to lose their homes or lose their health care, that there won't be another stimulus package? You're already talking about another one that would help bail those people out. 
So isn't that what government should be doing? You're going to have to have one hell of a stimulus package if you're going to pay, if you're going to pay all this, if you're going to pay people to live, to pay their bills, and then plus give them a couple thousand dollars a month to pay for their health insurance. I mean, this country will be fifty trillion dollars in debt. But that's what you're asking for anyway, Tom, by having complete health care cradle to grave for every citizen of the country. No, you're not. You're yes, not you are. You're not talking about that at all. Because okay, when you, you get are. Medicare for all, no, you sorry. are going to get rid of Wall Street. Oh, no, you're not. And you not. are going to get rid of the insurance companies, <laughs> which are robbing these people, which are robbing people in health care blind. That's where most of the money is. All right, Tom, thank you so much. We appreciate the call. As always, appreciate your take on it, Tom, even though we disagree. On the Market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. And while you cannot buy a vehicle now, you can reserve one with your name on it and let them know that you're going to go down there and pick up that vehicle that you find at sunburymotors.com or check out on the North 4th Street uh, Shopping Plaza region or on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf, the Kia area. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. That you can do. Observe your social distancing and they'll do curbside pickup and drop off of your keys and make sure that your vehicle has alignment. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. Uh, they'll make sure that the engine's running fine. You can just get a tune-up and they're fully open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can make an appointment on sunburymotors.com. Just drop off your vehicle and say it's busted and they'll fix it and uh, they'll tell you to come back uh, too when it's, when it's ready or they can say, hey, come back. Or you can even start the process now of building a Ford, Hyundai, Kia or Lincoln to your precise specification and they'll help you out at the Sunbury Motor Company. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Sydney, your timing could not have been more perfect. You had to wait through another commercial break. I know, Mark. I, I, I wish I knew the pattern so I could avoid that. <laughs> well, they're at uh, 20 after 37 and uh, 50. 50 yeah. I see. Okay, my mistake. I have some great news. The great news is this. In the number three stimulus bill, right, the one that they talk a lot about, the SBA giving these loans to businesses, right? they set aside $100 billion for the hospitals. And the rule is that if the hospitals have that money, they cannot bill patients who show up uninsured for care. And they may not balance bill them. The federal government will compensate them for patients who can't pay their bill, right, who come in without health insurance by paying for it out of that $100 billion. All right, so, super. That's buried that, in That there. addresses the issue that you've just been gnashing your teeth on. <laughs> that should make Tom happy, well, but that, somebody guesses that nothing I would make that, him happy, right? <laughs> anyway, some people will never be happy. 
Um, there's two, I gotta say two good things about us all being uh, shut up in our houses. Number one is that last week, having had my hair appointment canceled, I couldn't stand my hair in my eyes anymore, and so I cut my own bangs, <laughs> and I'm deeply grateful that I cannot go out in public until they grow back in, because it's, it's harder than you think to do that. I don't know, is it because I did it to myself, or things slipped, and, you know, they got the Vs and the angles all wrong. The second thing is that um, I heard yesterday on the news that they some intel, it, some insurance companies, car insurance companies, are refunding money back to their customers because they're seeing such a dramatic decline in car accidents. Mm. And so they've decided to return the money to the customer. Isn't that terrific? People aren't using it, so they're sending it back to them where they could have kept it. I mean, that's real, that really is such great news, I think. I hope my car insurance company does that. I might just call and ask my agent if they will. Well, if they had had a dramatic increase in crashes, they certainly would have charged you more, so this this is nice. Yeah, but usually it doesn't work that way, Mark. Well, if there's a dramatic increase, we pay more, right. but when there's a dramatic decrease, we don't get any breaks at all. Well, not everybody sent the money back yet, so you may be right. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't gotten right. a refund yet. I'm not going to hold my breath. But <laughs> the other good news that I heard was that many, not I'm not sure all, but many health insurance companies are ex- not going to balance bill patients if they come into the hospital with uh, COVID, coronavirus illnesses. They are going to accept that payment in full. There won't be any co-pays. Another good bit of news. So, Jeez. you know, maybe this is uh, a new enlightenment for health insurance companies about dealing with the people that are paying. And while I understand that some people don't want to use their resources to pay for their health insurance and would rather that I do or Joe does or whomever else they think has money, let's. I'd like to point out the federal government is sending everybody $1,200 plus, if you're laid off, another $600. What? So, Oh yeah, that's all. That's built. That's there have been three uh, payment bills passed now from Congress that are signed, and in the first one, you go, everybody gets twelve hundred dollars. Well, no wonder the, everybody wants well, to I'm be laid sorry, off. Well, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. Everyone whose income is seventy-five thousand dollars a year or less gets twelve hundred dollars. Gotcha. And if they're if it's you and your spouse, you get twenty-four hundred dollars. And if you have kids. Then you get I I can't remember is it five or six hundred dollars a kid. So use that money to pay right. for your health insurance, Cobra. Thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Thanks, Cindy. Appreciate Thank it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. One of our texters says, "Gee, Tom, what would it take to make you happy? Complete government takeover of everything? That's called communism, and we all know how that ends with the death of millions." All right, you can read the bottom one, too. Bottom one says, good morning. The fact that the pre- President Trump knew about the China pandemic and didn't stop it from spreading here so he could keep campaigning is enough for me not to vote for him. Now everyone is losing their jobs, and our country is going to have a great recession. Should wake up the Trumpers. Thanks, Bob. Bob, right. sorry, I disagree. <laughs> Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Is it me? Yep, you're on, buddy. Right ahead. Well, okay, well, two things. I actually called about one particular thing, but I wanted to tell Joe about his Kennedy Center. I actually heard the president, when they were talking about this on one of the uh, call-in shows, the talk shows, he was actually happy that they got the money. 
the president act President Trump because he said, I like to go there. It's a nice facility. And now he goes where the best it can be. And so he had no, he really didn't have the issue with that as you seem to. Now, that, that's not why I called. Well, Joe got that from called, Fox. Fox not, is having no, a fit. Let's let me finish before, before Joe interrupts me because I'm just telling you that's a true story. I can't make that part up. Trump <laughs> had no issue with that money. So, look, but my real issue was with Dale's call. He actually said something. I actually gleaned something from his whatever he calls it. He actually said something that, I, that I've been kind of complaining about to myself, but maybe no, nobody else. You know that you can go to a Target or you can go to a Walmart or some of these stores, and you can go through the store and shop instead of just buying groceries and pharmacies. I think you can buy pretty much anything. But down the street here, I have a tackle store. They're closed. One down the street, I have another store that's closed. And, they, and they, those, I think that Targets and the Walmart should only be able to sell the items that are necessities. They shouldn't be able to sell, it to sell the same items that these other stores all had to close. That, that, that's the only thing they do sell. That's my problem with that. Oh, I agree. I, I agree yeah, with they, you, too. I mean, that you make a good point. And, and my problem isn't that the Kennedy Center got funded. It's that it was in the midst of a coronavirus bill. And which, I, understand, I understand that. But President Trump, I heard him say he had no problem with that little, that, what, that minuscule amount of money for that. So that's the, you keep, But you keep bringing that up. And he had no problem with it. So I guess it's not that big a deal to him. Why should it be to you? But my only problem with, it, with this thing is, and, I heard, and I, heard, I heard a Walmart ad for patio furniture, and down the street within two miles, they sell that kind of stuff and they're closed. That's the thing that kind of bothers That's me. That's wrong. Uh, I, think they should be, I think they should be able to sell the groceries. pharmacy, the, 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 the uh, grocery items, and anything like that. Anything else than that, those sections should be closed. Well, That's Dick, just my opinion. Dick, let me ask you this question. Mark and I were talking off mic about this. These smaller businesses like that, shouldn't we focus on some way for them to open up safely? In other words, put the kind of precautions in place that the Walmarts are putting in. There, I went to Giant yesterday, and they had arrows on the floor. I had to go in one door and follow the arrows through all of the aisles, whether I wanted to go down those aisles or not. You know, can't and and there were people wiping off the carts. Couldn't a small business do the same thing and keep us as well, reasonably the problem, safe? The problem with this is because then you won't be able to pick and choose, so everybody would be open. Nobody would be closed. There would be nobody closed, and then everybody would be out driving around, walking around the streets, and doing the stuff that they really don't want done. My, and I guess my point with the Walmarts and the Targets, and I pick them out because they're close to here. I'm sure there's a lot of other around the country that stores a lot like that. But, but if you only went for those items, it would really keep, it would really, it would really kind of like the, the keep cut back on the number of people that would drive to a Walmart if that's all they could go for. All right. Yeah. Thank you so for much, example, Dick. For example, you can trout fish today. I mean, I didn't realize it until I was online a while right. ago. Right, yeah, you I'm trying to get to You can go to Walmart and buy trout fishing stuff and, and buy a license, most likely, but you can't go down to my neighbors here and do the same thing. That's that the thing that kind of bothers so me. Wrong. Do you rem- Are you old enough to remember Pennsylvania's blue laws? I, t- I always tell people I'm old enough to remember black and white radio. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember years ago when we were living in Chambersburg, they were enforcing the blue laws. And if you went into the gro- into the people's drugstore at the time, they would have parts of the store roped off, things you couldn't buy on a Sunday. And the other places where you could buy stuff or the things you could buy were available to you, but the places, things you couldn't buy weren't. So maybe that's where we're head- we'll head, right? I don't know where we're going to go. I do know that Walmart, I, and I have not been over, I do know that they've limited the number of customers that can come in. There's, nobody should have to be take their whole family in to go shopping for whatever. They shouldn't have to. And then they not pay attention to their kids. And, they, and I'm not, I, I don't care if this wasn't going on. I don't care if they take whatever in. But it's just that it just seems stupid that you would take yep. a whole carload of people over there just to get run around that store. See, we do agree once in a while. 
We, we, we probably agree on a lot of stuff. You know, I'm like exactly the same age as you are. I just, uh, maybe I just got smarter over my 76 years. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing that comment with me, Dick. Have a Good. great day. Goodbye. Thanks for Thanks calling. Bye. 1-800-795-9565. Yes, he's absolutely right. Uh, Pennsylvania's uh, trout fishing season opened this morning. Effective 8 a.m. today, the Fish and Boat Commission, in consultation with the governor and the State Department of Health and DCNR, opened the statewide. 2020 trout season. The goal was to surprise anglers to make oh. sure that they did not know so that there wouldn't be elbow-to-elbow crowds at most fishing holes. Half the state's <laughs> not working. They'll be able to go fishing today. Some uh, some fishing tackle stores are open. Some <laughs> Do are you closed. realize how ridiculous that is? We're surprising them by starting the season early mm-hmm. so there won't be long lines. Well, what about all the people who didn't? I mean, people don't know about this, so how could there be any lines at all? People are going to show up the day they thought it was opening. They're still going to get the long lines. Nobody will show up on the 18th, not realizing that it opened two weeks earlier. Oh, come on. And it's open. I mean, trout fishing open today. All right. Who is next? Well, let's uh, take the Charles break. Charles next. All right. Everybody stand by. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Chris is next. Chris, you get two minutes. Go right ahead. Chris, going once. Yeah, I'm waiting for the music to drown out. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, about Trump, uh, that, that criticism of Bernie and, uh, and Biden about Trump, that was in reply to a direct question right after the event. And they both pivoted to his previous bands and criticized them. It wasn't exactly like they were tearing down the president for that particular band. Bernie was. There was a there was a pivot in there. Now Bernie said he wouldn't have en- enacted it. And he said, "Isn't it funny?" He, he said he, he was talking about. Then he pivoted to the to the other band. He said, "Isn't it funny?" It's, the first thing he thinks of is closing down the borders. Yeah. It, isn't it funny that with the way he is, his xenophobia isn't that funny? Sure. That's not a criticism. That's just good old-fashioned sport. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's a pivot to talking about <laughs> referring to his previous band. So, in other words, he changed the subject. That's what I just said. Right. All right. We always say, in me, I, I changed the subject, and you don't mind it when Bernie no, does no, it. No, no, that's what Bernie said. <laughs> Bernie changed the subject. <laughs> and you, you don't find any fault with that. You don't find any fault <laughs> with that. my changing the subject. Why don't you... You're sometimes impossible to talk to. <laughs> oh, my gosh, says, me, says Chris. compare that with what Trump did about the Ebola virus. 
and where he was dead wrong. Remember, he went all over, he was he was issuing statements all over you about uh, Obama and uh, letting people back from Africa and not doing a travel ban and various things on the Ebola virus. And tr- Trump told him that the 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 scientists and the all say this is uh, the way to go, and we're doing it. All right, and, you're out of and time. It, Trump went over trying to be hysterical about it. All right, and thank you, Chris. And that was real criticism of something that, of course, Trump was wrong, that he was doing for purely political reasons. All right, thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate the call. Uh, Carl, you're on the mark. Sorry, I took the calls out of order, but you... Uh, you let, let's wait till uh, Joe's grandchild is done with his new video. All right, go ahead, Carl. <laughs> All right, good morning, everybody. Well, Mark, I must say you absolutely ruined my day today when you announced that trout season just opened because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for that day to happen, and I'm heading down to my church camp where I volunteer to mow the grass once a week. So, again, no good deed goes unpunished because I'm going to miss trout, the opening of trout season today in the farm. But anyway, that's not what I called about. <laughs> what I called about is the price gouging that I've noticed in the last days up in the Mifflinburg area. I went into a convenience store where last week I bought a loaf of bread for $2.89, and when I walked in yesterday to buy one, they charged me $4.68 for the same loaf of bread. And when I questioned it, the person behind the counter said, yeah, we think it's ridiculous, but the boss put the prices up on everything. And I went to another discount store to get lunch meat that I bought last week for two ninety nine a pound, and it was four ninety nine a pound for the same exact oh thing. Really? And I, I just think this is absolutely ridiculous that you know I'm, and the you know the convenience stores and the discount grocery stores are packed with people. It's not like they're hurting for business, but for them to you know take bread from two eighty nine to four sixty nine, and you know double the price of almost of their lunch meat. Uh, I, I just think that is so wrong in, with the uh, individuals out there that aren't getting paychecks and uh, do, uh, for, for businesses to do that. Are these, to call do you mind me asking, Sorry. Carl, are these chain stores or are they privately owned individual stores? No, these were both privately owned. One, I won't name them. I don't think that's you know, the thing to do. But one is a discount store between Mifflinburg and Middleburg, and the other one is a gas station between Mifflinburg and Middleburg. They're only, you know, a number of miles from my house. I frequent them, you know, once, once, twice, sometimes three times a week. And when, you know, when I saw the price of that bread, I thought she made a mistake. Yeah. Even on the the loaf of bread, it it says uh, retail, suggested retail is $3.99, and they've been charging $2.89 for the same loaf for the longest time. And you know, to jack it up to four sixty nine for a single loaf of bread that last week I paid two eighty nine, uh, just just because they're being greedy. I, I just think that's well, wrong. that's wrong. I would have All put right. the bread down and walked out. But thanks for letting us know, Carl. Thank we you, appreciate Carl. it. Carl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Pennsylvania fishing open. This is terrible news for me. I'm working like a dog these days, so I ain't going fishing. Uh, Cindy, you got a minute? Go right ahead. I just wanted to point out that you know some families there aren't two people that you could leave the kids home. Single parents, for example. Or what about if your spouse is pulling a double like is happening in a lot of uh, work because other people aren't coming into work? So what is she supposed to do or he supposed to do with the kids? They can't go to Grandma's house, remember, because you don't want anybody contacting people 65 or older. Mm-hmm. And I saw a dozen eggs for 4.17 last week. 
Four dollars seventeen cents for a oh my dozen. Gosh. What do they normally cost? About a dollar seventy. My gosh. Dollar eighty, maybe two bucks. Oh. Well, we should all rebel. And there's still no toilet paper at the Giant. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't yesterday. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks for your participation. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. We'll launch into open phones tomorrow. Uh, To be announced as our first half-hour guest, so we'll let you know who that is. If you have any suggestions for the first hour COVID-19-oriented guest, uh, send us a note to onthemarket.wkok.com. This is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.